we are honored to have you with us worshiping on this day the greatest event in history, in human history, the greatest event ever to happen, the resurrection of God's Son, Jesus. We are so happy that you guys decided to be with us here today, and we've been doing a five-week series that we're actually wrapping up today called Messiah, and we're going to wrap it up today. Today's talk is titled, Hope is Alive. Hope is alive. But we're going to look at John. If you, have you found John chapter 11, verse 25? Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Jesus is talking, and he says, I am the what? If you, I would love it if you guys would help me out this morning. I am the resurrection and the life. Say it again. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. The one, keep reading, the one who believes in me will live even though they die. I am the resurrection. I am the resurrection. What is a resurrection? I want to explain that a little bit today. What is a resurrection? Very simple. A resurrection is when something is dead and then it comes back to life. A resurrection. And we're going to look at this because uh, where Jesus says in the story, it's actually part of a, a greater story that's happening right here. And we're going to look at it. It's, it's a part of a, a broader story about another guy who actually died, but didn't stay dead for very long. He came back to life. So we're going to look John chapter 11. We're going to actually start in verse 1. So if you can go back up to verse 1, we're going to look at what happens here. So it starts here. The Bible says, now a man named Lazarus was sick. And we're going to find out that he wasn't just sick, you guys. He was about to die. Here it is. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. Verse 3 says, So the sisters sent word to Jesus. And what did they tell him, you guys? They said, Lord, help me out. Lord, the one you love is sick. Lord, the one you love is sick. This is some, some bad news in the middle of some really good things happening around Jesus, he hears this bad news. And I just want to pause here for a moment and just ask the question, not really ask the question, but acknowledge today that I know there's some of us that are really, there's some really good things happening for us. There's some really good things going on around us and we're really happy about what's happening. But there's some other of us, others that are here today that I know that I've had some conversations with that Things are not going so good. They got some bad news. They might have even heard these words, the one you love is sick. Maybe someone here got the news about somebody that they love is sick with that, that, that death sentence we call cancer. The one you love is sick. Maybe there's somebody here and they, they heard the, the job you love it's going to be no more. All of a sudden, this job that you had that you loved, it's not going to be around anymore. Maybe there's someone here that says, oh, the marriage that you love has turned into a nightmare. I hope today's message will speak to some of us. Maybe some of us, we're going through something right now. I hope this message will speak to you. Maybe this message will speak to you because of what you just went through. Maybe this message will speak to you to prepare you for what may happen 
And so you have a little context as you face, as you go in and you face some, because you guys, you know, the Bible says the, it rains on everybody, the just and the unjust. It rain, it's going to rain, right? Winter is coming. It comes, right? It comes. It comes for all of us. And the one you love is sick. Jesus hears these words. And in verse 4, watch this. Jesus says some really amazing things. He says this. When he heard the news, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. And then he says, no, it's for what? Everybody say it aloud. It's for God's glory so that what? Say it with me. So that God's son may be glorified through it. What a great offering. This, this, this is such beautiful words here. Now, I, I want to tell you what's going on after this, verses 5 through 14 in the book of John. And you can read it later if you want to, but let me tell you what's going on. So this is, he says, for, for this is for God's glory. Okay, so after that, what does Jesus do? He hears word from Mary and Martha, the one you love is sick, and Jesus sends words back, don't worry, God's glory is going to happen. And then what does he do? For the next two days, Jesus just hangs out. In Bethany, here's Mary and Martha, they're freaking out, and Jesus is over here, hanging out, freaking out, hanging out. And then what happens? He's just there, and then finally after two days, he's like, all right, let's go, you guys. Let's go. Let's, let's get your stuff ready. We're going to go see Lazarus. We're going to go, we're, we're gonna go see, help, help Lazarus out. Let's go. And the disciples are like, wait, what, what do you mean let's go? Jesus, we're hanging out over here. We're having fun. Why should we go? We're, we're, we're doing okay. And besides, if we go to Judea, we go where you want to go. Like, they're trying to cut your head off, right? They're trying to kill you over there, so let's not go over there. And Jesus is like, no, no, no. Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, and we need to go wake him up. And he was speaking metaphorically, right? But they didn't understand what he was saying. They, they, they didn't get it. And see, this whole thing with Lazarus, Jesus loves Lazarus so much. He, he knows what's about to happen. He loves him so much, but he also loves the disciples, the other folks that are there, and he loves them just as much. See, Lazarus was gonna die, and he knew it. He was going to die physically. And he also knew that his disciples, his disciples were dying on the inside. You ever heard anybody say, you know, when this person died, a part of me died that day? Anybody ever heard that before? So, so this is what's going on with the disciples. They're dying on the inside. And then when Lazarus actually dies physically, some of their disciples, they died on the inside. They didn't, they were just, they were dying. But then when, when Lazarus dies, they die on the inside. So we're going to look at three characters in the Bible that were, that, that died on the inside. Three characters. The first one, we've talked about him before here, but we're going to revisit, is Thomas. And then the next one we're going to look at is Mary, and the next one is Martha. And we're going to look at their lives, and hopefully that'll help us in our walks as we are trying to figure out how to do life. It, it, it might help us out as well. And so if you're taking notes, we're going to start with Thomas. Some of us here can relate to Thomas through and through. We see Thomas and we're like, that's my boy, all right? I can, I'm, I'm right there struggling with faith, not really sure if this, is, this whole thing is true. I, I, I haven't really quite figured it out. See, Thomas was struggling on the inside while Lazarus was alive. But once Lazarus died, that struggle, he didn't have it anymore because his struggle to believe, 
It died. He didn't believe anymore. He was like, man, I'm not sure. I'm following you, Jesus. I'm not sure if you're the one or not. And, and you heard Lazarus is sick, and, and you're going to go help him, up, but you don't. And, and so then they hear he's dead. And, and just to prove to you guys, look at what Thomas says here. He's, he's all of a sudden, he's lost He's lost that faith. He's lost that, he's not struggling anymore to believe. And so in verse 16, then Thomas, also known as Didymus, and I keep thinking every time I come across this word, Didymus, it's like a poor name for a rapper, you know? Didymus, Didymus, but anyway, it sounds like it, right? Didymus. Anyway, so he said to the rest of the disciples, and, and watch what, what he says. He's going, he, he's going to be super sarcastic because at this point, he knows Lazarus is dead. He's going to be super, here's sarcastic doubting Thomas. He said, oh, so if he's picking up the story, so if, Jesus, so if Lazarus is sleeping, let's all go with him. Let's all go sleep with Lazarus so you can wake us all up, Jesus. Sometimes I wonder if Lazarus, I mean, if, if Thomas was a little Latino, you know, just had a little attitude about it because he's like, sure, it's too, like, what are you going to do now? He's dead, Jesus. You know, I, I don't understand what you want to do now. You know, I, I had faith in you, but you let him die. And, and this whole thing that I was kind of believing, I, I, I don't believe anymore because he's he's dead jesus it's too late what what could you really do now this is never going to turn out well and i'm just curious on this easter sunday how many of us would say that we've had doubts in our lives i'm going to raise my hand anyone else in the house would say yeah i've had doubts all right i got some honest people in the house today this is great you can put your hands down and for all those others of you that didn't raise your hand you can polish your little halo and just sit right there. I'm gonna talk to the real people for just a moment, and I'm gonna say that there's never been a moment in our lives, and I've never known someone who's never had a little bit of doubt come when they've prayed a prayer, they knew that God could, they knew that God should, and yet at the same time, it didn't happen. The prayer didn't get answered. And so there's doubt, and so that's what Thomas was. Thomas was dead in his doubt. If you're taking notes, that's number one, dead in his doubts. He's like, what's going to happen? Why did you let this happen, Jesus? You're, you're just, it's too late. It's too late. Maybe you're here today and you're like, you know, that kind of happened to me in my freshman philosophy class. Right? The, the professor just deconstructed everything that I ever thought about, you know God, and he just tells you how God is dead. You should watch the movie. Uh, God is dead. And so he just goes and he, everything you've heard, you're like, wait a minute. Everything I heard about God, was it just my upbringing? Was it what I was told? Was it what I was, the way I grew up? Is it my own faith? I'm not really sure. And so you have these confusions about who God is. Is it, is it really true or is it not? And so suddenly you're like Thomas and, and you can relate and there's something on the inside of you that's a little bit of that's a little bit dead because of this because of our doubts something on the inside is a little bit dead because of our doubts maybe some of us here are more like mary we're not dead in our doubts but we're dead in our discouragement that's number two we're dead in our discouragement we just don't see anything good happening at all and we've lost all hope i got some good news today hope is alive can somebody say hope is alive indeed? All right. So, but, but we're thinking, I'm just dead in my discouragement. I just can't seem to get a break. When is all this going to stop? When is, when, when is something finally good going to happen to me? Because it just feels like all this bad stuff just keeps happening. And, and, and so Mary was very discouraged. Look at verse 20. It says this, When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, 
She went out to meet Jesus. But what did Mary do, you guys? What does it say? You see the verse up there? But Mary, what did she do? Stayed at home. She stayed at home. And she stayed, why did she stay at home? Because she, had, she was so discouraged. She, she had lost all hope. She's like, I know it would be nice for me to go meet Jesus. I mean, he's coming. And Martha went, right? That's what the verse says. And so, so Mary stays at home because she's like, I know it would be nice to go, but it's too late. It's too late already. I mean, what can Jesus do now? Lazarus is dead. He's dead. What can he really do now? And so Mary has lost all hope. And maybe there's some of us here that feel this way as well. You know, it's Sunday morning. It's Easter, so we got our, our plastic, you know, our default response on, right? How are you doing? Fine. I'm doing good. Thank you. Yes, I'm fine. I'm fine. But on the inside, that's what we're talking about today. On the inside, we're dying and we're dead in our hope. We don't see a change, and we're wondering, why, 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 why doesn't anything change for me? So maybe you're not like Thomas, and maybe you're not dead in your doubt. Maybe you're not like Mary, who's dead in her discouragement. Maybe you're more like Martha, who's dead in her delay. That part of her that died was the delay. That's the third one. She was dead. Martha was dead in her delay. She said, God took too long. He took too long. Jesus, he should have come back earlier, and he didn't. Look at the verse there. Why did he take so long? Verse 17, we see this. On this arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for how long? Say it with me. For four days. Why is four days important? Let's talk about that. Why is four days important? It's important because in the time when Martha was alive, um, there was like this folklore idea. There was a belief that if a body, if a person died, their spirit would leave the body. But the spirit wouldn't go too far. So if the body dies, the spirit gets out and he kind of just hangs around the body, looking to see if the body is going to like open the eyes and then he can jump back in. So the belief was that he would hang around the body for three days. Now, this isn't a biblical idea. I'm just telling you. This is just what was the prevailing thought, the, the, the thought, the folklore thought at that time. But at the fourth day, you know what happened to the spirit that was hanging around, the belief was? It would say, well, I guess that's it. I'm out. He's dead. He's not kind of dead for all you Prince's Bride fans. He's dead dead. He's not mostly dead. He's dead dead. And so the spirit would leave. And so look at this. He's been dead for four days. And so four days, now let's look at verse 11. And I love the way this story goes because later, and I'm gonna read verse 11, but later on, uh, Martha is trying to describe the body of the dead man, Lazarus, her brother, and she, she says these words that I think the best words I found in the King James Bible. And it says, he stinketh. I, I love that. He's, he's not just like stinky. He's stanky. He's like stinketh. And I love that. So Martha's saying, hey, four days, it's over. It's done. He's done. But look at verse 11. Lord, Martha said, and help me out. What did she say? She said to Jesus, if, come on, help me. If you, what, what happened? Is it not up here? Okay, okay, okay. Ready? All right, all right. One, two, three. If you, okay, that's better. Had been here, what happened? My brother, what? He wouldn't have died. You took too long, Jesus. 
Why'd you take so long? Why, why didn't you, you do something when you could have? Now it's over. Now, and, and you guys, some of us right now, we feel that way. We feel that way. We're like, you took too long, Jesus. This is never going to happen. I've been praying for this for years. Sometimes some people, we have some loved ones that we've been praying for over and over again, and we're like, God, would you just bring them to Jesus? Would you let them get a revelation of who you are? God, help them get, save their soul. And the more we pray, it feels like, what? The further and further they get from God, and we're like, oh, I don't know if I should pray or not because it doesn't seem to be working. And so some of us were like that. We're like, this took too long. It, it took too long. Some of us in, in, in our marriages, you know, we're, we're like asking for God to do something in this marriage, and God, it's, it's never gonna happen. I know some single women who've been praying to get married, and, and they're doing all the right things, and their prayers are like, God, I'm, I'm doing it right. You know, I'm going to church. I'm, I'm serving. I'm not, you know, my friends over here, they're like going to the clubs and doing all the what married people do over there, and I'm not doing the, the whole married thing, and but where's my outcome? I'm always the bridesmaid and never the bride. I don't get it. You know, there, there's some folks, I know there's some couples here that have been praying for a baby and, 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 and they have friends in their circles that these friends, they just look at each other and pop triplets come out, right? They're like, what are they drinking, God? We've been praying for so long that, that to have a baby and, and, and there's no baby, God. What's going on? Dead in the delay what's going on they're like i believe that god is good and that all things are possible but it just hasn't happened yet so i asked nick if he would bring me up the bible and i thank you so much so i decided this week to read this story i went old school instead of using my ipad or my phone or any electronic i went old school and i grabbed the the physical pages of the bible and i read this story john chapter 11 and john chapter 11 in this bible is page 907 and so I'm, I'm reading in 907, and I made an observation. I made an observation as I'm reading John chapter 11 here on page 907. I noticed that everything bad happens on, in 907. Lazarus dies, right? Thomas is full of doubt. Martha is mad. Mary is, you know, just forget it. She's beside herself. Everything bad happens in page 907. But then... I did this. I flipped the page to 908. I was on 907. Everything bad happened here, but then I flipped the page to 908. And when I flipped the page to 908, right at the top, verse 22, that's what we're going to read together. Verse 22, it says, But I know that even now, I, I want you guys, I want you guys to, to, to say this verse, verse 22. Would you guys all read it with me? Say it. Ready? But I know that even now, pause right there. Let's say that part again. But I know that even now, one more time, just for me, just for me. You ready? One, two, three. But I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. You see, some of us here this morning, we need an even now moment with God. We, we need an even now moment with God. See, everything bad has been happening to us. On, we're on page 907. Everything bad is happening to us. But if we could just have the faith, let the faith of 908 arise in our lives. If we could just let that come alive in us and turn the page and we have an even now moment 
with God. You see, even now, as we're suffering from whatever we're suffering, if we have a one touch of God, he can change our lives forever. Even now, as you're depressed and you feel no way out, even now, one moment with God, in his presence, you can have a peace with God that'll change you forever. And even now, moment. Jesus said to her, Keep reading, verse 23. Your brother will rise again. And verse 24, Martha answered, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And what she's saying is, and Jesus is hearing her, and he's like, okay, wait a minute. You don't get it. You don't, you're thinking about a different resurrection. See, she's like, I know he'll rise again in the last day, but you're thinking about, wait a minute, Martha, you're thinking about a different resurrection. And now let's look at the next verse there. Verse, what is it, 25. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? He's saying, I am the resurrection. Look, this is my last point right here. My last point is this, that Jesus is saying, I am the resurrection. The resurrection is not an event. It is a person. It's not an event. It's a person. He could have said, oh, uh, you, you're right, I can resurrect him. No, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. And so this morning, I want you guys to remember that no matter what you're facing, that Jesus is the one that he says, I am. The, you guys, hope is alive. Can you help me out? Say, hope is alive indeed. Yes, he's the God of the impossible. He's the God that looks at our lives and says, I know everything is bad on page 907, but if you could just turn this page, watch what happens. Martha herself, first she's like, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Where were you, Jesus? I'm dead in my delay. But then she turns the page. Then she turns the page to 908, and she's like, but even now, God, even in this dead situation, I know that you can do something. You can make something out of nothing, God. I know that even now you can make the dead come back to life. I love this, that the resurrection is not, it's not just an event. It's about a person. Now, verse 43, verse 43 says here, Jesus called out in a loud voice. Now, why did he call in a loud voice? I have no idea. I'm thinking maybe because dead people can't hear very well. I don't know. But he calls him out in a loud voice and he says, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out. And his hands and his feet were wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. And Jesus said to him, Jesus said to them, sorry, take off the grave clothes and let him go. And I love to contrast these two stories where Jesus was in the tomb. And there was a stone in front of it. And Lazarus was in the tomb. And there was a stone in front of it. And I love to see how what happened here when, when Jesus goes to the tomb of Lazarus, he tells his disciples, roll the stone away. When Jesus is in the tomb, the, the ladies are going to the tomb in the morning. The, the Mary Magdalene and some others are going to the tomb. And as they're going, they're like, oh yeah, what about that big old stone? Who's going to roll the stone away? And what happens? Who rolled the stone away? 
Jesus, he rolled the stone away. You don't have, and so some of us here today, we feel like we are in a tomb. We feel like we are wrapped up in bondages and, and we have no strength to roll any kind of stone away. And I want to tell you this morning that Jesus has already rolled the stone. Oh, you don't have to worry about a stone anymore because Jesus has rolled the stone away in your life. That same voice that called Lazarus to come out is calling each one of us to come out so that our sins can be forgiven. Not because we're good, but because he is good. And we can be set free, not because we're strong, but because he's strong. And we can feel his presence, not because we deserve it, not because we're good, but because of his goodness, because he's so good. The resurrection is not what he does. It's who he is. Now, why does this matter? Why does this matter, this resurrection? Because, because of this God in his love and in his mercy, he did something for us that we could never do for ourselves. He became a man in human form and he was born from a virgin. Why does that matter that he was born from a virgin? He was born from, the reason it matters is because he didn't inherit the, the sinful, earthly, fatherly nature. He inherited the divine, heavenly nature of God so he was without sin. And so because of that, he was without, he was the perfect sacrifice that could be put on the altar, be put as, as the perfect, his blood could shed, would shed and it would clean all of our sins. It wasn't one that needed to be done over and over again because he was the perfect sacrifice. He was without spot, blemish, or wrinkle. Therefore, he could be the perfect sacrifice for the forgiveness of our sins on the cross where he was brutally, he was brutally tortured and he suffered at the hands of creation and he looked up to heaven and he said, Father, forgive them. I've done what you've sent me to do. It is finished, God. I did what you called me to do. And that's when all hell, you know, when the darkness came and the earth turned dark and shook and everyone who had hoped maybe that Jesus was the Messiah. It's the name of our series. Everyone that had hoped that Jesus was the Messiah, they had put this hope in him. They had lost all hope. He's dead now. He's dead now. You see, they were dead in their doubts, dead in their delay, dead in their discouragement. They, they, he's dead now. What is he going to do? And then this is what happens three days later. They didn't realize it was Friday, but Sunday was coming. Can somebody say yes? You see, they were on page 907. They were on page 907 and they needed to, yeah, they needed to turn the page to 908 and receive the Jesus of 908 who says, if you believe in me, your sins will be forgiven. You will be made new and I will resurrect you back to life because hope is alive the tomb is empty and he is risen he is the resurrection and the life